Pulpit Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd coming to you from Dunbar Township. Come and listen in to a radio station where the mighty host of heaven sings. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from a land of endless spring, get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Ronnie Boyd coming to you again today with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. And we've got some interesting things to talk about today. And I want to tell about a little experience that my wife and I had just recently and and uh, how that God has helped us through this. And uh, then I want to go into the Word of God for a little bit. We're going to have a song from my granddaughter. And uh, the song is from Brittany. And uh, she's going to be singing, I've not... Uh, passed this way before. It's a new experience. So we got a lot of good things coming up today, so stay tuned. To the master, turn your lights down low and listen to the master's radio. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. All right, we're going to have that song now from Brittany, and she's going to be singing... Um, I don't understand this trial, never walked this road before, and then I want to tell a little story about what happened to my wife and I recently, and and how God has been good to us and brought us through those things, but sometimes we have experiences and we can't figure out why is this happening, but nevertheless it did, and you have to trust God to bring you through it. So at this time, Brittany's going to be under, uh, singing, I don't understand this trial.
tell you a story that happened to my wife and I and uh, some of the times things happen, trials come by and we wonder why did it happen like this. We was uh, going to go preach a revival down in Petersburg, West Virginia for Brother Calvin Redman and uh, so we was going to start on a Wednesday night. So we got there and everything seemed fine and that particular night we started the revival and had a good meeting and and uh, so was looking forward to Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then Sunday. And uh, so the following morning, on a Thursday morning, my wife awoke me real early and at the motel and said, uh, you better take me to the hospital. So I took her over to the local hospital. She was in pain, and so they found out that uh, she was having a heart attack. And they didn't have the facilities there to take care of her, uh, they had uh, no unit like that, so they took her up to Morgantown, West Virginia, and uh, to the hospital up there, Mon Valley, or Mon General, I believe it is. And uh, so we got up there, and they checked her out and gave her a uh, heart cath and decided that she would have to have bypass surgery, and they scheduled it for a following Tuesday. So I thought, well, <clears throat> if it's... Uh, She's got a little bit of time here, and she's in the hospital, and some of her family was there with her. And uh, so I said, well, I'll run back down and preach this evening. And uh, so I went back down to Brother Calvin's and thought we'd preach that night. Well, just as I got there, I got a phone call, and here she got worse, and they had to take her into emergency surgery. So I had to go right back up. Uh, to Morgantown. I didn't get to preach that night. So Brother Calvin went ahead with the revival and and uh, I from then on was there at the hospital with my wife. 
And they did that surgery that particular night. I believe by then it was a Saturday night when they did the surgery. And uh, so then she was tied up there in that hospital for uh, quite a while and then finally got to bring her home. And she's been uh, recuperating since then, but it's a slow process. And she uh, had to go back to the hospital for a little while. So it's been uh, for the last uh, four or five weeks uh, a little difficult and working with her and I and, uh, have to make sure she's all right and still trying to get out to the churches and and uh, be there for the meetings. And I think I've only missed maybe one or two meetings during this whole process. But um, you wonder about things, you know, I was wanting to do something good for the Lord and uh, go down and preach a revival, looking forward to it. They was looking forward to it, and and um, we thought was doing something for God. Well, then this happens, and you find yourself, if you're not careful, questioning, well, why, Lord? You know, I was out, I was wanting to do something for you, and look what happened to me, or look what happened to us. And I got to thinking, and uh, I had preached on this many years ago about uh, Ziglag, uh, David, um, having an experience there and i always uh, said whenever trouble came like that unexpected and you're trying to do something for god i called it a zigzag experience so i guess that's what we had the last few weeks a zigzag experience and you never know that's why we need god with us all the time uh that we can call upon him uh for any given situation i was glad that we was able to get the church praying and we could call upon jesus and he spared her life because the situation was more severe than what we had realized. And I'm still praying that God gives her a complete victory. And uh, you out there that believe in prayer, I want you to pray with me that God gives her a complete victory so that uh, we can, in uh, other words, win the battle here. The enemy has tried to uh, throw us a curve, so to speak. and But uh, we want to have victory in Jesus so we can get out there and help others and preach the Word of God. Because I'm like the Apostle Paul. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, I have tried to preach the Word of God without fear or favor all the days of my life since I started preaching, in other words. but um, And I have refused to back up on that. Now, I've had some that want me to preach it this way, that way, do this, do that. But I've always just tried to wait upon the Lord because I figure that he has the proper time to bring something out and to deal with it. And so I try to get my messages from God and wait upon the Lord. And I found out it works pretty well for me. And sometimes it causes people to reject me. And and, uh, a lot of the preachers uh, wouldn't have nothing to do with me because I wouldn't preach uh, and join their organizations, do the things that they did. They felt that, uh, you know, I was just uh, a cult or something like that. I've been called a lot of different things. But I want to read this story to you. It's found in the 30th chapter of First Samuel. And this is a very interesting story whenever the things happen. When you're trying to do something right and then something seems to go wrong, but God has a reason for all things. And it reads like this in 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag was smitten. Ziglag and burned it 
They had smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein, and they slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters was taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. This was such a shock, and uh, it was just devastating. Uh, they were out thinking they was doing the Lord's work, and uh, here they come back to their uh, home, and they find out that the enemy has come while they was out doing what they thought was something good and look at what has happened to them. So they are weeping, and they were just so distraught. And David's two wives were taken captive, uh, Hinoam, uh, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Think about that. He's at a point where his followers, they're blaming him, apparently, and they're about ready to stone him. How could this happen? He must not be right. He's not doing the right thing. This would never have happened. How many times when we go through a trial in our life, and uh, something happens to us, people will begin to judge you. I know where that happened. Why, he hasn't been right. Why, he's doing something wrong. Uh, he must be sinning. Uh, he's out of the will of the Lord. And you'll hear things like that whenever that you're going through a trial. And I always said this about the book of James. It said, if there's any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise them up. And if, that word if, people forget about that. If they have sin, now sometimes it is sin that has got a person in trouble. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just a trial. He said, if they have sin, their sins will be forgiven them. And that's a wonderful promise, too. So David's men, at this point, have looked at him and sort of feel like something's wrong with him. But he went in all of his hurt and maybe a little bit of anger, and uh, he began to think about things. And so he went and encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And if you go back a few chapters, and it mentions here about his wife Abigail. Well, where did Abigail come from and uh, what happened there? She was the wife of Nabal, a Carmelite. And uh, what happened, David and his men earlier on, had uh, needed supplies, they needed food, they was out, like I say, trying to do the work of the Lord, and uh, here they sent to a man that has very wealthy and had plenty, and wanted to see if they could get some help from them. And uh, that man turned them down, and David got angry. He was going to kill him and all the people there, all the men there, and this man's wife, Abigail, she realized that uh, they was in trouble. So she got some provision together and didn't 
apparently tell her husband what she was doing. And she took all that out to David and met him out there in the wilderness. And she apologized to him and told him something. Said, uh, you fight the Lord's battles and uh, let the Lord fight your battles. Now, she might not have used his exact words, but that's what she had told him. And I believe that that advice probably was ringing in his heart at this time because that had just happened prior to this story. So I believe that he might have got thinking about that. That was good advice. Fight the Lord's battles and let the Lord fight your battles. All right, he encouraged himself in the Lord. And David said unto Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech, son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod, and Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt utterly overtake them, and without fail recover all. So sometimes whenever that we go through a terrible trial, and we, it's hard to understand, if we'll just go and encourage ourselves in the Lord and say, Lord... Let your will be done. You know more about things than I do. You know the end from the beginning. I don't understand everything, but Lord, I'm just going to trust you. What do you want me to do? And so David went, he and the 600 men that were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where those that were left behind stayed. And David pursued, he and the 400 men, for 200 abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Besor. And they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread, and he did eat, and they made him drink water. And they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him, for he had eaten no bread nor drunk any water three days and three nights. And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou, and whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant unto the Amalekite, and my master left me because three days ago, he said, uh, three days ago and I fell sick. Now, they didn't care that much about him, just left him behind. He's sick, didn't want to mess with him. And uh, we made an invasion upon the south, of the Cherethites and upon the coast which belongs to Judah and upon the south of Caleb and uh, we burned Ziglag with fire and David said unto him canst thou bring me down to this company and he said swear unto me by God that thou will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master and I'll bring thee down to this company and when he had brought him down behold they were spread abroad upon the earth eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from twilight even unto the evening of the next day, and there escaped not a man of them save four hundred young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives, and there was nothing lacking to them, neither uh, small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David 
recovered all. And David took all the flocks and the herds which they drave before those other cattle and said, This is David's spoil. And David came to the 200 men which were so faint that they could not follow David, whom they had made also to abide at the brook of Besor. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. I want you to think about this story for a little bit. Yeah, he had a zigzag experience, and it was devastating to him and his men what had happened. But yet he went and encouraged himself in the Lord. So I believe it doesn't matter what we face or what we go through. If we are willing to turn to the Lord and say, Lord, maybe I don't understand this trial. Maybe I don't know what's going on, but you do. Now I want you to guide me, direct me. I want you to tell me what to do. And then I think of different things that David wrote, and he had a reason for writing those. Uh, we go to the book of Proverbs in about the third chapter, and you can read something that he wrote there. And he said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. And uh, it was either David or Solomon, but still they had these experiences in the background of things that had happened to him. And when you start reading Psalms and Proverbs and you read some of those statements there, you can understand why they felt that the way that they did. And uh, we find that uh, it's so encouraging whenever you read these stories and see how they turned out. And then you're going through a trial and you begin to uh, say, well, I think I'll just do the same thing. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. And you go and talk to God, and you don't uh, complain to him. Uh, you don't say, well, Lord, uh, uh, you did me wrong, and why did this happen, everything? No, you go and say, Lord, I don't understand, but you do, and I'm just going to trust you that everything will work out. So he said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from the evil. And it shall be health to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. And I get thinking about these phrases that they wrote later on. You know, uh, sometimes David wrote Psalms. Sometimes others wrote it. And here we have Proverbs. And uh, mostly it's, I guess, here by Solomon. But still, they can look back at these stories and these experiences and have a reason to write the things that they did. And uh, I believe that every time that we go through a trial and we endure, then it makes us stronger in the Lord. And uh, strong meat, the Bible said, belongeth to them who are of full age, who by reason of use have their conscience exercised to discern both good and evil. So every time that we go through a trial, we go run to Jesus. He gives us direction. He helps us through, brings us through it, gives us victory. And when that happens, then we then are stronger than we was before. And every time that we have a victory. We go from victory unto victory. The New Testament said we go from faith unto faith. And this builds us up when God delivers and makes a way where there seems to be no way. Uh, and all of a sudden things turn out 
uh, good, and we realize now this God that we serve certainly is a great God. He can make a way where there seems to be no way. And uh, when this happened with my wife, there was other things that happened to me during that period of time. I don't want to take time to go into all that. But trying to travel back and forth, she's in the hospital, and uh, take care of things, keep the bills paid, make sure everything's all right with the churches. I had a lot on me at that time. But, you know, God took care of me and watched over me. And I thank God for that. While he's also, at the same time, taking care of her and watching over her because uh, they said that night that she got real bad and they had to rush her into surgery that, according to the doctors, uh, she could have died that night. But for some reason, God, it seemed that uh, we had... uh, a need. Uh, we needed each other, and uh, so therefore he took care of her. He took care of me during that period of time, and uh, I thank God for that. And I was able to continue to keep things together with the churches, the radio ministry, and the things that I had to do during that period of time. So God's a good God, and I really appreciate the Lord. And uh, I think about uh, something that was wrote here again in Proverbs, and about the 19th, um, uh, or the 4th chapter, I'm sorry, in the 4th chapter of Proverbs. And uh, we find out that, again, given uh, us uh, some uh, reason to reach out, and he says this in the 20th verse of the 4th chapter. He said, My son, attend unto my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. I sort of felt that uh, during that period of time, I wanted to try to make as many services as as I could. I wanted to keep a message on the radio. I still wanted to do the Lord's work, even though that we was going through this trial. And he said, My son, attend unto my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. See, David, he uh, went to the Lord, and he began to seek God and encouraged himself on the Lord. And he said... uh, he said, keep them, let them not depart. He said, uh, well, let me read it again. My son, attend unto my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. I want you to think about that. We look to God at a time like that. If we stay faithful, he will be faithful. That's why I didn't want to let down. I wanted to stay faithful, do the things that I had to do. And I believe that God was going to help me and help my wife at that time. If we stay faithful, he'll be faithful. You draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh unto you. You honor him, he'll honor you. All those precious promises are in the word of God. I thank the Lord for each and every one of them. And I hope that my testimony today will encourage somebody else. If you have a zigzag experience, then encourage yourself in the Lord and uh, hold on to God. And when you have done all that you can do to stand, the Bible said, stand. So we see our time is gone. See you next week, same time, same station with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry.
been listening to the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd, inviting you to join him again next Sunday morning at 8.30 here on your local station, 590 AM, 101.1 FM, W266DB, WMBS, Uniontown.